Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena, and I am so glad that you're here and listening today. I truly appreciate each and every one of you who choose to have Beautifully Complicated as part of your group of shows you listen to. I am immensely grateful for you guys. In this episode's What's Happening Now segment, I'm doing a recap of what happened in the past month from pop culture to politics. It has been a whirlwind. In the self-care segment, I'm covering suicide and the need to seek help or be the help for someone in need. Finally, in the Black Excellence segment, it's Pride Month. And as an avid supporter of the LGBTQIA community, I want to spotlight an amazing woman in media, Janet Mock. No friend host this week, so grab your tea and let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? took a hiatus for the month of May, my birthday month, to regroup and refocus my energy. If you guys have been longtime listeners of the show, you know that I take my self-care very, very seriously and believe wholeheartedly in breaking away from things to recenter myself. I'll take a little more, I'll talk a little bit more about that in segment two, the self-care segment, so keep listening. I am very excited about being back though. I absolutely adore podcasting and am grateful for all of you who spend your time to listen into the show. You guys are the true MVPs. Well, there have been an enormous amount of things happening since the last show. I'll do a brief recap of some of the highlights with my views of them and then get down to business. First thing first, y'all, I could not come back and not talk about Donald Glover Childish Gambino's epic song and video, This Is America. Come on, sir. Look, when that video hit YouTube the same night Gambino performed on SNL early in May, the internet went bananas. And I have to say, so did I. Y'all, man, I I think I watched it about 20 times. First, just taking it all in, then doing a dissection and analysis of it to form my own thoughts and ideas on the words and imagery that paints the picture of the larger message Gambino was creating. All right, so my brief synopsis, synopsis is this. 
Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, showed America as it is. Violent, dismissive, and easily distracted. From shooting the hooded man at the beginning and watching as the gun is handled with care while the body is disrespected and dragged away and tossed like trash, Gambino touched on the incredibly disturbing gun culture of America, especially when it comes to the Second Amendment. We care less about the humanity of a person and more about the gun itself and treat it like it's precious instead of life being precious. We see him pay homage to the the Emmanuel Nine who were murdered at the hands of a white supremacist. And he did this by way of uh, the shooting of the black choir in the video. We saw him focus on hip hop culture and consumerism where we see young kids dancing on cars and making it rain as if that is what is aspirational. The destruction that happens in the background while entertainment and dancing happens in the foreground reminds us how easily distracted we are by entertainment when true pains and horrors are taking place across the nation every day in our communities. I mean, I can keep going on with this video because there was just so much in there to unpack. Basically, it comes down to this, though. America has a problem. We have a gun problem. We have a race problem. We have a consumerism problem. We're distracted easily from the pains of day-to-day life for some because we focus on the shiny new things that are tossed out in front of us. We miss the depth for the shallow. We have a lot of problems. We need to start tackling them and Gambino shed just a small light on that fact. So May also reminded everyone, if you need a reminder, that Roseanne is a racist and that Channing Dungy, president of ABC Entertainment, isn't having any of it. She canceled the show after a racist tweet from Roseanne Barr about President Obama's advisor, Valerie Jarrett, comparing her to an ape. We all know the history of comparing black people to monkeys and apes. It's as old as racism in America itself. It's been used to dehumanize black people, speak as if we are lesser than. It's a bunch of nonsense that is one of the most incredibly racist things that can be said. And Roseanne said it. So cancellation of her show was definitely warranted. Honestly, it shouldn't have been back in the first place. She's a racist. So we don't need to see her getting any light for that. Showing conservative white working class Americans if that's what APC was trying to do with the show can be done without being headed by a racist. ABC, since y'all canceled Roseanne, now can we see the blackish episode on kneeling that you canned? Speaking of kneeling, the NFL released their official stance on players kneeling during the national anthem. In short, you can't or you'll be fined. What would they rather players do? Don't come out of the locker room at all. Basically, what they are saying is, dear players, you are here to entertain our white supporters, not make them feel uncomfortable because you want your people to be seen as worthy of life. So you can't kneel. Sorry, yours sincerely, your overseers, the NFL owners. Okay, so the owners and Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, are pathetic and weak. They would rather cower to Trump, whom a lot of them supported financially during the election, than stand with their players who are over 70 percent black. They decided to run with Trump's ridiculous rhetoric that kneeling is disrespectful to the flag and military. It is neither. Instead of hearing what their players have plainly stated multiple times as the reason for the kneeling, police brutality against black people. 
They don't care. Point blank. It's absurd and pathetic. Of course, Vice President Mike Pence decided to take to Twitter to express his gratitude to the NFL making this ruling, tweeting simply hashtag winning with the article underneath. I sincerely cannot stand these people. I hope players take heed to the disrespect shown to them by their league and do something in retaliation. Kneel anyway. Sit out the game. Do something. Stand with your comrades who have been pushed out of the league and stand with your people. More than anything, stand up for yourselves. Anyway, I'm still not watching because Kaepernick hasn't been signed still. And now this is just an added bonus why I will not watch. I implore you to do the same. If they can't respect the humanity of each individual in this country, they don't deserve your viewership and subsequent dollars that they receive from it. In Trump news, well, you know what? Honestly, there has just been way too much to even begin to know where to start. First of all, where was Melania? Didn't see her nearly 25 days after her surgery. Very odd. These people in this administration are very weird. Anyway, secondly, what is up with administration and this and immigration? And why are they so hateful? What they are doing at the borders is absolutely absurd and incredibly evil. Separating families, parents from children, that is evil. And harken back to what was done to my enslaved ancestor ancestors. It's a disgusting act that is as vile and reprehensible as it gets. So the latest in the news on this is that there are about 1,500 children who are unaccounted for that were released into the custody of adults within the past year or so. Basically, when the government did a follow-up call to check on the kids that came into the country, they received no answer or information about them. The stories surrounding this horrendous act of the Trump administration are gut-wrenching. They're difficult to read and hear about, but they are happening, so it is imperative that we listen. We take note and we urge our legislators to take put a stop to all of this. So a couple of the stories that... I've read recently. Uh, one of them was a man and his son came from Honduras. They crossed the border from Mexico into the U.S. And Border Patrol officers literally wrestled his son out of his hand and um, then arrested him and took his son away, imprisoned him, put him in jail, and he ended up committing suicide in the jail cell. Um, because of the heart-wrenching pain, I'm sure, of losing your child. People don't come to America for any of this. A lot of the people who are coming up here are seeking refugee status. And uh, that's something that we have been doing across the world for many years. And uh, it's insane that our a government is just choosing not to adhere to that whatsoever. They are basically just saying, no, you're an illegal immigrant trying to come into the country. Who cares if there's upheaval in Honduras that is documented? We don't care about that. We only care that we don't want any of your kind in our country. And so you're not welcome here. And so we're going to take your kids away from you because you shouldn't have come up here with your children. Obviously, you're, you aren't deserving of having your child. So we'll separate you, jail you, send you back and send your kid on to be with somebody that they do not know that's what's happening and what happened to that man that father is just so absolutely heart-wrenching I just cannot even 
begin to fathom what that could have been like. Then we had another story of a young boy who was taken away from his father at the border and subsequently handed over to foster parents, in a sense, and they took him back to where they are from in Detroit. And um, he basically cried and moaned for several days because he wanted to see his father again. And they had no way of showing him his father, allowing him to speak to his father, because now the government basically imprisons those parents. And this little boy is in absolute turmoil. Um, A group of psychiatrists came out and stated that what the administration is doing, this act is going to have an, an unimaginable impact on these children's lives and mental state because of the trauma that they experience from parental separation. This administration obviously does not care about that. They announced this policy of separating children from their families at the borders in, I believe it was March, and they have been carrying it out in such a vile way. It's insane. This is fascism. This is what we all were worried about when we knew that Trump came, when we, Trump was voted into office. This is it. What we are seeing right now is what so many of us were stating that could happen, and many people t- chose not to believe it would happen. They are literally ripping families apart, just like they did to my enslaved ancestors, and that that just turns my stomach. These kids, a lot of them that are taken from their parents are being put into what appears to be dog kennels, something you would see if you go to the pound or something, how dogs are held and animals are held. They're literally holding these kids in dog kennels and giving them space blankets to keep warm. It's sickening. It is absolutely sickening. Um, Senator, I believe is Jeff Merkley had urged to be given a tour of one of the centers where kids are being housed. It was a converted old Walmart. And um, at first they would not let him in and they threatened to have him arrested. Police did come and he was told that he had to leave the premises, even as a U.S. senator. He eventually was allowed to come back and uh, they gave him a tour in the pictures that came out of there of these kids literally in dog cages. Just it's it's so disgusting. It's despicable. It's not what we are trying to be here in America. And yet that's exactly what we have become. It's so sad. It is up to us, though, to save the republic at this point. It is up to us to use our voting power and stir the ship in the right direction. Otherwise, we will all see the complete destruction of America. We just had primaries in several states across the country. The Democrats did well. It's important that we make sure they can go all the way and we flip the house and change the look of our state governments because honestly, it is only the Democrats who probably are willing to check this government. Congress is a equal branch of the government with the executive and the judicial branch. They have every right and power to check the executive branch because we have a government that is set up with, quote, checks and balances. Right. That's what we learned in U.S. government class in our civics courses. Yet this current Congress, which is all Republican controlled, is choosing not to do that. So obviously we need a new set of people in there to do just that. And uh, please, please, please go vote because we what we are seeing there is absolute disgusting fascism right now.
Also, um, we heard recently about a report that was released about uh, the lives lost due to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. And they estimated over 4,000 lives being lost, which was, I believe, 70 times more than what the U.S. government stated as being lost due to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico. Our government has completely turned its back on Puerto Rico. Okay, I'm just going to say it. They've not done very much. They've done little on the ground there. Most, there are still some parts of Puerto Rico that does not have power. Okay, people are on ventilators and on are on uh, oxygen machines and all types of machines where they need dialysis machines, et cetera, where they need power that they may not have source of power to plug into. So that's a problem, right? People are getting sick. The water isn't as clean as it could be. There are obviously op- opportunities that exist where people are not receiving the food sources that they need. So we have a lot of things happening in this in Puerto Rico, and our government's not really doing as much as they could be doing. Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. They are U.S. citizens. And because they are U.S. citizens, they are deserving of the same rights as all U.S. citizens, as well as the same services of all U.S. citizens. And, oh, yeah, the resources of U.S. citizens by this government. And the government is not giving them that. So, again, that's one of the things that shows us how our government feels about people. Black, brown people, they don't care about. It's obviously very blatantly put into our face now. And we have to push back and we have to make sure our legislators know that we know what is happening. We are watching and we will not allow it to happen on our watch. We won't allow our country to slip into some uh, pediatric or juvenile version of Nazi Germany. We are not going to do that. We are better than that. We can be better than that. We are we were moving in the right direction. We have a lot of hateful people in this country. That is true. But we should have people in power who are compassionate and caring and who understand that a diverse nation is a strong nation and that we need to protect everyone in that nation going forward. That's what we need. That's what we should have. And that's what we do not have right now. So come on, people. We have to be vocal. We have to be active because... This is only the beginning and it will impact you at some point. Everything that happens in this country does have an impact on you, whether you know it or not. But this could have a direct impact on you at some point where you too will be harmed by this government. And you can sit back and pretend like it's not going to happen to you or wait for it to happen. And if that's what you want to do, I pray that that it never comes down to it for you. But please, please, please. Be realistic and recognize that everyone deserves to be treated as human beings and be loved one as human beings. And so I urge you to care about what's happening and talk about it, speak out about it, urge your congressman to do something different. Don't sit back and allow this to happen. Don't let it happen on your watch and vote in every single election, state, federal. I don't care. Every election vote. Make your voice heard. That is your civic duty in this country. Please, by all means, vote. There was a documentary that I watched on um, Amazon Prime called Human Flow. I recommend you guys also check that out. That's a great, it's a great, great, great documentary. It's by Chinese artist Ai Weiwei. 
and it's about the refugee crisis across the world. And it not only shows refugees from Palestine and what's happening at the Gaza Strip and uh, the Syrian refugees as they are trying to come into Europe and refugees from like uh, Somalia and Sudan from North, you know, North Africa coming into Europe and all these other places. And, but it also shows us refugees coming up across the Mexican border into the U.S. So it's a great documentary and it explains why the refugee crisis is happening and it shows the human side of the people that are experiencing this who are actually refugees from their own country and how they want to be in their own countries but they are in facing such dire straits in their country whether it be war-torn, environmental, famine, whatever. They are experiencing something that is, is so destructive that they cannot any longer stay there. It's a great documentary to watch and I highly do recommend you guys check it out. It's a, it's awesome and it's it's a tearjerker as well, but it's awesome. So obviously there's been a lot going on since the last show. That was just my brief recap of events and quick thoughts on them. I'm hoping we see a good summer and a fall that turns things around. We have to stick together, work together, build together. We can't allow the people of this administration to continue to pull us apart. We have real issues in this country, racism being a major one. However, I believe we can affect change in our own circles and push for change legislatively. We truly can be a great nation. It just takes a village to make that happen. Stay woke, people. Keep fighting for change. Keep fighting for the better. We all deserve to experience. Segment two, self-care. So I took a break from the show these past few weeks to relax and re-energize myself. I've learned the best way to tap into the best of myself is to take breaks, give myself time to refill my pool of creativity, give myself time to tap into the best of me. It's important to be self-aware enough to know when it's time for a break to pull back from what you are going what you have going on and focus your energy into personal development i loved on this podcast it's an opportunity to provide insight on what's going on in the world educate and most importantly pour into others i know my purpose is to help others manifest manifest their best selves to birth out their potential in their own destiny in order to do that though i have to be in a space where i am my best self i am aware i am open to be effective i must take breaks i say all of this to state plainly how important breaks are how important it is for you to think about your own well-being because you're no good to yourself or others in a burnt out state i recognize what it's like to keep going and going and going with no end in sight i do a lot of stuff i podcast i work i'm building a skincare line i'm an entrepreneur for goodness sake and i'm working on building a social initiative that focuses on aiding and building impoverished and disenfranchised communities of colors here and abroad not to mention i eat well exercise and spend time with people i love i mean i work my butt off i do it because i know i was graced to do so i do it because i know that i'm created and called to do it you too have a higher purpose and in order to do it at the level you are supposed to you have to know when it is time for you to go inward and pull away from everything else that is imperative for growth and protecting oneself 
I was going to focus this segment on growth and making the decision to choose you this week. However, with the recent deaths of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain by way of suicide, I think it's imperative that we talk about what it means to take care of yourself and be mindful of those around you. We often don't think about our strong friends or quiet friends possibly struggling with depression or feeling weighed down by life. We don't think often about our own sadness or bouts of depression that may lead us to at one point decide life isn't worth living. But these things can and do happen. Let's first do a self-check. Check in on you. Take stock of how you're feeling. Is life at times unbearable for you? Have you had times where you didn't feel like continuing on? It happens. The best thing we can do for ourselves is to give ourselves time to heal, talk to those we love and trust, and know that talking to a medical professional is not a bad thing. We often stigmatize the idea of seeing a therapist, but it should be one of the best things you can do for yourself. I myself am actively seeking out a therapist just because it would be nice to have someone to talk to about things who wasn't connected to any of it. You deserve to live. You deserve to have a life that has some semblance of joy and peace in it. You deserve to not always feel weighed down. Take some stock of that which is giving you pause. Write it down. Do some analysis of it. Determine if it is something or someone you need to hold on to or let go. Maybe it's just time for you to disconnect for a while from someone or some things. Maybe you have been recluse and it's time for you to get social again. Only you know what you may need. It may take time to identify it, but give yourself the, t- the chance to do just that. There is nothing easy about feeling sad, lonely, or experiencing depression or any other form of mental illness. There's a great podcast called Therapy for Black Girls that could be greatly beneficial. I highly recommend you check it out. Find an episode that resonates you and where you are right now. Now, if we're feeling fine and not experiencing anything like that, we should then look outward, look at our circle, friends and family, check in on people. I try to do it pretty often. I check on people whom I haven't spoken to in months, sometimes weeks. Sometimes I check in based on a social media post that person may have shared. We should be more present and ensure those that surround us know we care about them and are willing to just go lay on the floor with them in silence if need be. Those friends who often put on an air of strength may be just the ones who have a lot they are taking on and need to chat. Please reach out to them. Check in. Take them out to lunch. Same for that quiet friend who you know have been going through some things. It doesn't hurt to make a call and chat about what's going on. Listen. Actively listen. Be present. Engaged. Show that you care. Don't be quick to offer opinions or thoughts unless asked. Just listen. It seems that this is being more and more difficult for us to do in this sensory overload society. People just want to be heard when they are in a dark space. Having someone there who is giving of themselves, their time, their ear and present can mean an awful lot. Suicide is a very real thing that is on the rise in the U.S. According to research conducted by the Center for Disease Control, the suicide rate has increased by 25% across the U.S. since 1999. There have been about a 30% rise in 25 states alone. 
Over half of the people who have been dying by suicide weren't even diagnosed with a mental illness. Suicide rates in women have been on the rise. However, men are still three to five times more likely to die by suicide. It's really happening quite often with different things triggering it, such as a change in a relationship status. I've had people close to me lose loved ones to suicide. I've had people close to me attempt suicide. It is ever present in so many of our lives. And it's one of those things that is almost taboo to talk about. But it's time to talk about it. And it's time to make sure those who are around us know that we love and care about them and we are present right there with them to help them through what they are going through, even if it is us just listening. If you or someone you know is experiencing deep sadness, loneliness, depression, or any other form of mental illness and have had thoughts of suicide, please seek help. Reach out to someone you know and love or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. If it isn't you, but someone in your circle, reach out and love on them. It doesn't hurt to be kind, available, and present for someone else. It costs us nothing to be good people and a beacon of light. It may mean you have to do a little more self-care to recharge before and afterwards, but that's okay. Get your method in place to take care of you, and it'll be easier for you to be there for someone else. Let's spread love and light people and seek out the same when we're in need. Segment three, Black Excellence. It's Pride Month. Now, I'm not part of the LGBTQIA community, but I like to keep myself or see myself as an ally to the community. I try to advocate for them and ensure that they are shown the humanity and given the equality that we all seek. There have been an uptick, it seems, in the murders of so many transgendered women in the U.S. over the last year or two. It is disturbing to see the latest news flash or tweet about another transgendered woman's life cut short because of hatred of others or toxic masculinity. Let's be real. It's the latter more than anything. We need to uplift and celebrate everyone who finds who their true selves are and decides to live in that in peace. It's horrible that a country that espouses itself to be so tolerant is not that at all. But seeing the constant harming of a community of people. Because of the latest round of losses of our transgendered sisters, I want to highlight a Wonder Woman who has been advocating for them as transgendered women, as a transgendered woman herself, Janet Mock. Born in Hawaii, she began undergoing her transition in her teens and undergoing sex reassignment surgery at the age of 18. After, after graduating from college, she found herself at People Magazine. Her journalism career really took off and went from being an editor to a media advocate when she officially came out in 2011 as a trans woman. Since then, she wrote a best-selling book, Redefining Realness, and has been a voice for the trans community ever since. Janet Mox is a force to be reckoned with who has continued to use her voice to shed light on the injustices of trans people and fighting for their rights. Janet Mock, continue doing what you're doing. You are bright light in an oftentimes dim world. Thank you. Well, 
Well, folks, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. This has been a full recap show while we ease back in after the break. I implore you to really take a time to think about this segment on suicide, taking care of yourself and checking in on others. It's important that we look out for ourselves and everyone else. The world needs you. The world needs what is in you. The world needs what you were created to do. You matter more than you know. So keep on keeping on and we will keep on loving you. If you haven't already, make sure you like the Beautifully Complicated podcast page on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. Follow me, Sheena, your host on Instagram and Twitter at SheenaD1. Like the show, rate, subscribe, and share with family and friends. Make sure you continue the conversation from the show on our page or with those around you. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected, stay fabulous, and always remember the best life is beautifully complicated. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.